0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship Podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara, and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello there. Hello, Devin. And we are joined by Ryan Coakley from Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks. Ryan, how's it going, man?
1: It's going great, guys. Thanks for having me on.
2: Absolutely, man. Yeah, all right, Dev, what do you got for us today? All right, I scrambled for this one. As we're all talking for the pot, I was reading through my book here, um, but I found a good one. This is uh, Rick Rubin's book of inspirational ideas and quotes. Oh, nice. Our life's work is far greater than any individual container. The works we do are at most chapters. There will always be a new chapter and another after that. Though some might be better than others, that is not our concern. Our objective is to be free to to close one chapter and move on to the next, and to continue that process for as long as it pleases us.
1: um uh, i actually
2: <laughs> i know it's, it's a lot to take in
1: i i have a motivational quote kind of that really struck with me mm-hmm. and let's see if i can find it here um if you guys don't mind me uh taking nah, over yeah. your show nah, you just and... hate
2: my quote so much you got it? <laughs> no no it does
1: it was good and that's what reminded me of it and... <laughs> well dust yeah. why, why
2: ryan's looking for it what do you think
0: well read it again for me okay so i can
2: get it yeah. Our life's work is far greater than any individual container. The works we do do aren't most chapters. There'll always be a new chapter and another after that. Though some might be better than others, that's not our concern. Our objective is to be free to ch- to close mm. one chapter and move on to the next and continue that process for as long as it pleases us. To me it's mm. an idea of not getting hung up on on one creative thing and and having it end all be all. Right, yeah, exactly. And, it's and like your, you have to do it or otherwise you're failure. Your job a is failure. To continue yeah. opening and closing new containers, new avenues of uh, creative ideas. I thought it was cool. Yeah. It's it a good way to get cool. off the hook of, off of a bad
0: project. <laughs> no, but okay. I think, you know, as a creative, we, we want to, like, we want to learn things and we want to push ourselves. And, like, you can only not you can only, but you know, you can go so far with an idea before you have to do something to make it more fresh and also make it exciting for you. I know yeah. for me specifically, like I've got to do a bunch of different stuff because as much as I love, you know, making specific things like I, I have, I enjoy my shop because I have a bunch of different things I can do. You know, like I do woodwork yeah. and metalwork and tool yeah. restoration and, you know, like furniture. I do it all because I want to keep, you know, keep, creating new things and being creative and and i think that variety helps me as well
1: Mm. spice of life and all yeah there you go (laughs) so this one is it's from a guy named john donahue and he was a catholic an irish catholic priest for about 20 years he's dead now but um he said this at uh, some sort of gathering but i heard like the audio version of it Mm-hmm. And it, it, it pertains to life and death And how um, The differences he saw When he was seeing Like helping people Over to the other side um, So right. I'm going to play it off my phone I hope it doesn't sound like crap oh, okay. Yeah it will be alright <laughs> i said to myself
3: As the Americans say What a way to go Like to say that I knocked a great embrace And squeeze and hug out of my life And I've seen other people die and i have seen their deathbed been a place of the most tragic lonesome forsaken regret people who never lived the life that they desired postponed it allow themselves to beset to be beset and contained by other people's expectations and their own anxieties and uncertainties, and always were waiting for a future time to enter their lives and inhabit them, and never did. And suddenly it was the evening of their death, and their sad, lonesome eyes looked back on a life that they had squandered while always meaning to get into it. Oof,
1: Jesus Christ! I don't know how I don't know how well you could hear that, but. Yeah,
0: no, it came through good. That was, yeah, man, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's a, like a very, uh, I don't know, a very deep push, you know, like I think, I don't know. I, I find myself feeling that way when I'm like hanging out and just not doing anything. I'm like, what could I be doing? Or, you know, like I start weighing, weighing, like what I'm doing, like, you know, like how far should I push myself? And then when I think, you know, like I'm, I'm being lazy or whatever. And I try to think about all the stuff that I've done and the stuff that I want to do. And like, am I working toward that direction? You know, I think that's uh, not, it doesn't often go through my, through my head, but that's, it is something that, uh, that is definitely always present in my life just as like, you know, I, I turned forty this year, so I'm at the top of the hill, as they say. <laughs> so, hmm. it's a weird, a weird place to be in, because now I'm like foreseeing, you know, the the rest of my life, and then like where I've come so far, and and also then there's all this like comparing to people around you and other, you know, it's like, it's a tough, uh, tough thing to do. But I think as long as like like you said, you know, you want to push, don't don't find yourself at the end regretting that you didn't do right. something
1: that you wanted to. Exactly. Uh, Another quote I heard was, "Everybody who's dead thought that they had plenty of time left too." Mm -hmm. And you know, do I put off doing today? You know, why why put it off for tomorrow when you could just do it now and be done with it? You know, do what you.
2: What's the John Lennon quote? The um, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. As you're making plans, it's you just gotta do it that's, and that's right. so true i mean just in general just at a non-deep level you know how it is when you don't start planning to do things and when you don't take the family out and when you don't plan things with friends months go by yeah and all of a sudden it's like three months and you're like wait what happened did we do anything like all I, <laughs> we just went to work and came back and ate dinner and like yeah man what happened so then you gotta like you gotta get on it let's make some plans let's do some things let's go to blade show let's do this yeah. let's go to friends on the farm let's go to um maker camp. Let's let's see friends. Let's see family. Let's go get crabs. You got to plan some stuff. Right. You got to open those containers, right? Yeah, oh, man. Uh
0: Thank speaking you. of speaking of Blade, uh that was your this year was your first Blade show, Ryan, is that yeah. right?
1: Yeah, it was. Nice. It yeah, was our it first was a, as well, so yeah. It's very overwhelming. It, it mm-hmm. is. It's
4: definitely
0: that. Um I think just being able to well, I don't know. I I would say like focus on something. Um, I think let's see. Okay. So what I was thinking when I went down was like, I like the idea that we're going to get down the way we did it. We got down there a Friday evening and went like to dinner and then went to the pit. So then in the pit, (laughs) we got to like meet a bunch of people and hang out and chat and do all the like stuff that you want to do on the side, kind of get a decent amount of that out of the way. And then we were able to kind of walk around blade and see all the stuff I wanted to see during the day and not have to worry so much. Obviously there were a ton more people that we saw and had to stop and say hi and whatnot and meet people. But, um, you know, it was like I got to meet the kind of community people that I wanted to just be able to chat with on the side. And then that way I could spend more time just meeting the, the cool people that I've been inspired by for years and years as a knife maker. Um, and then, you know, and then go back to the pit at night again and then shoot the shit some more, you know? Like, so I think,
2: uh, but it was a lot, it was a lot. Um, when did, a lot when, of did you, when did you get down there? Ryan? Uh,
1: we flew in, well, I flew in, I got, so I landed at like 7 PM on Thursday, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't get to the Airbnb till like nine 30, almost 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we woke up first thing Friday morning. I, I had family down there. I had to go visit. And uh, yeah. so that pretty much consumed my entire Saturday. Like Noah and I woke up Saturday morning. Shout out to Noah Bloomberg, and uh, yep. we drove to Blade. I I went and saw Mareco because he was one guy I wanted to meet, and I met Walter Sorrels. And nice. I bought I bought some things I didn't buy on fr- I didn't grab on Friday, mm-hmm. and then I I pretty much had to hop in my rental car and drive two hours north. Um, so I only really got Friday. Because we flew out at uh, 4 a.m. on Sunday.
0: Whoa, Whew, man. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where were you, where were you
1: staying? We were in Neil Warren's Airbnb. Gotcha. So yeah. it was like uh, me, Noah Bloomberg, uh, Jeremy Ballaball from Four Nineteen Forging, yep. um, the Muscle Kids. Uh, who is it? <laughs> uh, Colton and uh, well, I can't remember the other guy's name. He's gonna kill me but uh, <laughs> it's a uh, barbell blacksmith and um, Nordland forge. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> do, you nice. find it,
2: do you find it more overwhelming to be in a house with like uh, a bunch of different guys? Like if you kind of, you almost have to be on the whole time, even though you're buddies with these people, but you don't, I mean, we know everybody, but we don't know them intimately or maybe you do. I don't know. Do you find it a little overwhelming? Cause I thought about that with us. Like, Hey, maybe we join up with a bunch of these people and, and stay a yeah. I know it'd be fun, but I would I feel like I, I I liked it when we went back to our hotel and it was just me and Dust. <laughs> just yeah. like Yeah. We could just both quiet, just sit, back. ignore each other, and just yeah. chill and like play on our phones for a minute, yeah. and just like breathe. Breathe. Yeah, it was
1: it was a lot. It was super fun. Like right. I loved hanging out with everybody and shooting the shit and chatting. And uh but sleep is important yeah <laughs> and and when you're like trying to go to bed off four hours of sleep and then this guy's getting wasted downstairs and playing pool and it's like uh yeah, yeah. i'll next year next year i'm doing hotel room for yeah. sure
0: yeah. yeah it was nice being close by because we were right across the whatever that like road bridge was over in the sheraton and um you know being close enough that like we went back uh i guess for lunch we went and got lunch then went back to our room for like 15 or 20 minutes and i went back to the show on saturday um and just having that little bit of a break was nice yeah yeah, just Just like breathe yeah but also close enough that we felt we could do that you know just step over you know like take whatever 20 minutes and then head back over but um (laughs) and you know dev and i are both people people you know so like we're we don't mind being around a lot of people but it's still nice to not have to be like like you were saying dev and have to be on all the time
2: right you know Yeah. yeah um so I, we got, well, I guess, I guess you introduced Ryan, right? Dusty?
0: I haven't really yet. So Nothing Ryan bad. is uh, yeah Ryan Chadbourne knife works on Instagram. Um, Ryan's a knife maker and just a good dude in the community. Also co-host of the hustle and grind podcast, which I had the pleasure of being on with a bunch of dudes after blade show. That was fun. Um, and uh, so, you know, been a, been a knife maker for a couple years now what since 2018 or so something like that 1718
1: yeah somewhere in there uh taking it serious like really diving in hard in the last two years because i like we bought a house i i you know just like the rest of us i converted the entire garage over to a workshop and um (laughs) and then what you know once you have your own space it's a lot easier to really dive in all my knife stuff was set up at my job before Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd get like an hour on my lunch break. Everybody's leaning over your shoulder asking you a <laughs> stupid question. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. I, yeah. it was really I, hard to focus there. It's
2: hard when you're doing it in staples too. They, they don't normally like it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and like, I know I had, I had followed you or like part of the community. I, I followed you, I think, or at least I'd seen your stuff. And then one day, a couple of years ago, a package showed up on my doorstep from you with some like handle material and some stickers and stuff. And, and so I reached out and I, you know, I was like, this is super cool. Thanks so much. Like it's some good stuff. And, uh, but I was a little confused because we hadn't talked. I hadn't like, giving you my address <laughs> so I was like I was just glad that it was someone who I actually like once I you know once I realized who it was I was like oh okay it's someone who I actually know that's good <laughs> and, uh, yeah So I was like I was like and how do you know <laughs> so like but that was cool like I guess what you what you told me you never actually told me who but somebody like you know gave you my name a couple other people's names the people who might appreciate some cool panel material which yeah. Is
1: cool. Uh, yeah it's been so long now I suppose I could say it and he wouldn't care it was Brian house um, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, uh, I reached That's out true. to him. So my neighbor gave me, I live across the river from a lumber mill oh, nice. and they have nice. hydroelectric turbines in the river and the seats of the bearings for the turbines are massive multi hundred pound blocks of canvas micarta.
0: Whoa, no way. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: And my neighbor worked there. He's 80 now. So oh, this cool. was, this was back in the eighties and yeah there was a crack in one of them so they were throwing it away and he's like don't throw that away he knew it was worth something um yeah. and he had been using it as a bumper on his tractor for like 30 years
0: <laughs> no that's even better <laughs> and then
1: we bought the house and you know you when you buy a house you go and introduce yourself to your neighbors you don't want yeah. to be that weirdo that doesn't talk to anybody and uh we got to talk in and he goes what do you do and i said well i'm a small engine mechanic but i make knives that's my passion and he goes Oh, you make knives, huh? He goes, "You ever heard of Canvas Micarta?" I was like, "Of course." He goes, "I got yeah. something for you." So, <laughs> he picked picked it up like with this like unhooked it from the tractor, picked it up with the tractor and put it in my truck. <laughs> and uh, I had to I took it out to my buddy's lumber mill and had it slabbed up. And I've still probably got half the block.
0: Oh man. And I reached out to (laughs) Brian. How
1: I I was like, I'm never going to be able to use all of this. Right. Yeah. And so I reached out to Brian house and I said, give me six people who are, who are worth sending stuff to. I don't, it doesn't matter if I know them or not. And he gave me six addresses. Nice. Um, I think that's awesome. You were one. I can't, I I honestly can't even remember now who the other
2: ones were. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Those dust did, was any of that information about where it came from in the package? no see that makes nope. it so much cooler though it was yeah Th- no it is, was cool it, because i was from, like no i'm saying i'm okay. saying just the the material being yeah in a yeah. in a, <laughs> a damn right that's, that's cool
0: yeah because you know like i think you had written on it like vintage canvas micarta something like yeah. that you know it was all uh, the other stuff that was in there um so and i know like canvas my has been used for or just my in general has been used for all sorts of different stuff throughout mm-hmm. the ages and now obviously it's a very you know popular knife handle or knife making material um and i just actually cut it up and used it or cut up part of the block and i have two of them going on two of the sheep shear knives that i'm making because i was like kind of going through all my handle material and i was like oh this would be perfect because i was like looking for different stuff that would be you know, a variety of styles and colors just to have a variation. So when I put them up for sale, I have a, like a good variety of stuff. And uh, so that's – I'm actually using them for the first time. It's cool.
1: It's it's not the easiest material to work with for sure. Yeah. It, it yeah. burns really easy, mm-hmm. um, but it's so durable. I've got a kitchen knife inside um, that I kept with that handle material on it, and I've run it through my dishwasher a hundred times.
2: Oh, nice. <laughs> and what's it- the, sorry, what's the name of – do you know the name of the dam?
1: Oh no! It's the old town. It's a paper mill now. Oh, okay. I don't even know if this block ever made it into the water because you could, when it was a whole block, you could see where they had machined out like a curve where the bearing was going to sit and found a crack. Right. So.
0: Oh yeah. Dude, that's wild. That's cool. I think, that, yeah, that is, yeah, that's an even cooler story. Like, that's just a cool thing to add into, like, you know, the history of whatever's going on with a yeah, knife yeah. handle. Be like, it came from this, and then it was on a dude's tractor for thirty years, <laughs> and then yeah, it showed up right, on my yeah. doorstep one day. Oh, That's
2: great. You're very good. Yeah, you gotta make a knife. And we're always looking for thumbnail and uh, <laughs> and YouTube title ideas. We need you always need a spark of something like, oh, from a hydroelectric dam knife yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. from the 70's whoa you can't believe what it made of I can't, <laughs> so it's like, I can't
1: I can't prove it's Westinghouse but everybody who's looked at it who knows those sorts of things says that it looks right. just like Westinghouse
2: right right this was Mike yeah. Westinghouse's personal <laughs> stash of my <micarta. laughs> <laughs> says You're Ryan Cookley. <laughs> yeah uh, we have a nice. uh, uh, we won't name
0: (laughs) that's awesome yeah and like just i think um handle material is one of those things that you unfortunately can never have enough of because just always having it around is like always good because you never really know exactly where you're going to put on unless someone, you know, like if when I'm making knives, it's always like, okay, what do I have? What, what's inspired me? What, like, what do I think is going to work well with this? You know, and then I'll see something or I'll like, I'll, you know, I'll be like just cruising Instagram or whatever. And I'll see something that'll inspire me and I'll go and look through my stuff to be like, what do I have? So that's like the perfect thing to send to somebody. Like here, here's a bunch of handle material. It was like super, super cool, you know? So right, it and like it, good.
1: It's it's one. Of, sorry, it's uh it's one of the biggest like um overhead costs for knife makers. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you like the handle material often is twice the value of the steel unless you're using like Damascus. If right, you're using yeah. mono steel and it's not magna cut, the handle material is the most expensive part on the knife usually.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah,
1: I, 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 you know, I live in Maine and like it's a logging state. So mm-hmm. I hoard handle material and it, it helps. I, I fix chainsaws for a living. So all the woodcutters who I fix their equipment, I'm like, Hey, if you get a burl, save it for it. I've got, oh, I've got great. probably, I don't know, 500 pounds of maple burl. oh dude, That's awesome.
0: I, yeah, I saw you post about that and I wasn't sure right I would look back and I saw one of your posts and I was wondering where that all came from so mm-hmm. that's sweet so like what's your process for uh for prepping that because I know with burrow you got to wait a certain amount of time before you can cut it and then once you cut it then you got to wait even longer and so what's that how's that process uh, work?
1: it depends on how long the tree's been down like I've got yeah. a black I've got a black cherry burl right now that's perfect it's it's solid all the way through and it was probably a hundred pounds and oh, I've got dang. that it's it's like ready to throw in my oven and then stabilize. Um nice. but, but some of my other burls, the trees were still crying when I slab them up. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, they, right. they, yeah. they they had just been cut down. I have like um if you ever worked in a restaurant, they're called Dunnage Racks and it's like a pull thaw rack, like you put the sheet pans on it. Oh yeah, and all the slots, like Yep. I've I've got some of those upstairs in the garage because it's super dry up there. And I I slab it up to three inches, and then I just set it on there until I forget about it.
4: (laughs) And then, you
1: know, I hit it with the moisture meter. When you're stabilizing anyways, you have to bake it. It doesn't matter how long it's been sitting. It's going to have atmospheric moisture in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So you got to bake it anyways. I did experiment with the maple burl because my neighbor gave me... It was one burl off a tree down the street from my house, Mm. and... It was probably that one burl, it's probably 400 pounds, Ooh, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my Subaru hates me. <laughs>
2: That's, sweet. Um, That's sweet. I want to real quick, I want to go back to Blade Show because I just finished editing probably, well, not probably, th- about 35 minutes before the podcast, and I exported it to the desktop so I could watch it after. Oh, nice, right on. Um, and I was worried that wasn't going to be very good because like Dustin, or I always tell Dustin or we talk about it. I hate not having a plan for a video. Mm -hmm. I think the hardest ones for me personally to construct, and I think probably most people is when you don't have any goal. You just have a pile of footage. You're like, I don't know. It's, it's so, I feel you, I feel like I'm stumbling around. putting (laughs) things together like, Oh, here's something here. Alright, let's try that. Here's something here. I can use this. And then we kind of had a goal right on the, on the drive down. We're like, all right, we'll make a video about what's what it's like on a blade show when you don't want to buy anything and you're a knife maker, but you're not um, exhibiting anything. Right. So what do you do? <laughs> and yeah. then that's kind of the aim we had, but still it's like, how do we put it together? And then we didn't want to like force conversations and do interviews, especially on our first time to Blade Show. You know, we thought like, I'll I'll just follow you and I'll get some footage when it's, when it feels right. So I don't have any full conversations. I just have these little 10, 15 segments of Dustin talking to whoever. And it just doesn't work on its own. So we did voiceover. I think we Mm -hmm. talked about that last week. Yeah. And it actually kind of worked out nice. Oh, nice. Like it all did come together pretty good. So I'm kinda happy with it. Um It's different. Yeah. Uh you know, but it, it I think it's a good it's a good feeling. Like you get the feeling of being at the show, I think. Right. And then you get some of your uh what you think about the whole thing dust. I, I think it works. It's nice. just Ah, it's the worst. Editing that <laughs> editing that type of thing. Well I think we've
0: probably waited long enough now to put it out that hopefully it'll like it'll be nostalgic you know people will be like oh remember when we went to Blade Show months ago <laughs> so hopefully that'll be good hopefully it'll like everyone will be interested to look back on it but uh it'll be fun it was fun for me when we were recording the uh the voiceover i was looking back through all the like picture you know all the videos and like trying to listen to what i was talking to people about and stuff like oh yeah. there's that person there's that person you know just like seeing everybody that was like there it's like oh this is so much fun i think it worked
2: out <laughs> nice right on but yeah ah oh, cool but just just putting together that st- that stuff that you don't know how to do it just takes too long and that's another thing neither of us were pushing to get anything out yeah. or really to shoot anything so i wasn't motivated and you weren't motivated <laughs> right so every time i thought about doing it i'll like, say ah i don't know <laughs> well, i'm glad you got it done it's done so hopefully when you guys hear this i'll try we'll try to put it out tomorrow um before i go to work and then before we go to uh, friends on the farm yeah yeah. um so
0: ryan i know we talked a little bit um i think on the on Hustle and grind that you might be uh trying to go to blake t- trying to go to maker camp this year
1: yeah i'm i really want to go i'm i'm yeah. trying to figure out how i can make it work right now monetarily it's not looking great right you know when you start projecting like a in a few months ahead of time yeah take, right you know um but I do want to go. I'm actually, I'm going to the New England School of Metalwork Bladesmithing Symposium this weekend.
0: Oh, nice. Right on. So
1: that'll be interesting. I'm a stock removal guy. I don't forge. Right. But I yeah. but I, I feel like there's still going to be valuable information for me there. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like even watching Masters work, you pick up little nuances of what yeah. they do, even if they don't explain. Like, uh, I took, uh, me and Noah took Jason Knight's grinding class at Blade. Oh, right
0: on yeah yeah, yeah. And,
1: yeah and like grinding's my strong suit i'm okay at it um but when you watch somebody like jason knight do it you notice little things he does with his hands that like mm-hmm. you're like oh why does he do that hmm i wonder i'm gonna try that when i get home hmm, i wonder what that does um it was interesting
0: yeah i think that's you know what i hear and from the i've taken a, a few um blacksmithing classes like just intro stuff just to get the kind of hang of it and it really does just like propel you forward when you can be next to someone and see what they're doing and obviously if you can like pick their brain and like they give you some pointers and stuff um and that's it i mean i think that's i'm a teacher so you know i'm used to working with people and and definitely the one-on-one stuff is really how you can like push someone forward a lot um so like you said even if you know because so, are you going? You said you're going for a Blade Symposium at New England School of Metalwork.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll no. be there Saturday. Um, it's okay. all weekend, but um, I got I got too much to do, so Saturday's like the big day.
0: Right on. And what's uh, what are they doing? Is it like focusing on forging, or is it just everything?
1: Uh, I'll pull it up right right quick.
0: Because you know, like like you said, I mean, there's obviously a ton to learn, um, even with. Like one of the things that I think that I learn the most from other makers and just from seeing stuff and hearing them talk about it or what the things that I am interested in the most about is when people talk about their like design sense, like how they design blades, how they, what they do with that. Because, you know, I mean, like, like we all know as a knife maker, you know, we're, we're all doing basically the same thing. We're all making like a sharp pointy thing, you know, and it's like, so the only way that it's different from someone else is is your design like what your what your proportions are like handle to blade and blade height and size and thickness and you know obviously there's you know good and bad um like bevel angle and things like that that can make a good knife but you know really the difference i think is design so that's something that i think i really take anytime i talk to other people or see other people's work is really trying to get some idea of you know, what they think about in their designs and how does that like come through in their work. So, it, you know, I think that's something that you can pick up from anytime you're around other knife makers, you know, whether that's doing stock removal or forging or anything. Cause it's always about that, like, you know, how are you putting these two things together, a handle and a blade and how does that look and what are the proportions like and how does it feel and how does it, how's it used, so.
1: Absolutely, uh, one of the classes is with Salem Straub and it's, it's knife design. Oh, oh, oh nice. <laughs> Yeah, so Saturday's list is Jay Morrissey, Mosaic Damascus, Design and Development. Uh, I don't have my glasses on, sorry. Uh, (laughs) Greg Kim's Hamon Heat Treat. Mm. Ben Breda, I'm not familiar with him. No Mill Guard Fit Up. Salem Straub Knife Design. Emilio Carrillo, Japanese Fittings. Matt Parkinson, Forging Stainless for Knives. Then lunch, then an auction, um, then uh, homone finishing technique, sheath design and construction. That was the main one nice. that I that I saw because all I can do right now is Kydex, and it pisses me off. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I just feel like you're putting like you're putting like a Ferrari in one of them pop up tents. You know those right. pop up yeah, garages. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, diesel style. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly and then the, uh <laughs> the last class is forging with design in mind
0: oh right on and nice. then they well, do a, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they
1: do they do like a miniature uh forge and fire type deal it's a battle of the bladesmiths so it's a two-hour long competition uh that's cool yeah
0: nice yeah that's great and you know one of those things especially like um as a stock removal guy you know definitely how stuff is you know something that you can do that's really cool that's i i my first culinary knife I ever made, I tried to do, I tried to do some like differential heat treat on it with some actually got, uh, it's like furnace cement, I guess it was. And, uh, mm-hmm. put that on there and, and it actually worked pretty well, but I was using, um, I what else maybe ten ninety five or something, which it just, it, it didn't want to take the hormone very well. It didn't want to take, it didn't want to like the acid didn't want to make it pop much. So I was like hand sanding. I did some acid and it just really wasn't popping. So it like, you could see it kind of a shadow and then, just pissed me off so i ground it all off (laughs) and just hand sanded it back again and i was like it's fine and then you know since that that was like five or six years ago and then since i've re-ground the blade a couple times just because it was really thick when i first did it but uh (laughs) but that's something i would definitely be interested in that's cool what's uh what's the main thing you're looking forward to for that anything specific
1: the sheath design and um just getting to learn anything from salem strub
0: yeah man that's awesome
1: yeah. And that yeah, that's a, that's that, that kind of links back to blade like that's another great thing about these like maker camp the symposium blade show all three of the blade shows like you get to meet the people who are the best of the best at what you right. do. Yeah, you know what I mean? And like yeah. they're all s- super humble like Mareko knew who I was. I was like how in the like? like you guys <laughs> you guys swear on here, right? yeah 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 okay uh, like in my head i was like how in the fuck do you know who i am you know
0: <laughs> yeah right
1: and yeah like- i think
0: that um from from what i my experience of being around like you know different you know maker events is that everyone kind of feels that same way to a certain extent you know everyone's like i mean except for like the biggest guys who've been doing it for the longest who have been to you know the events tons of times and stuff but you know most people are just like just feel like normal people and then someone recognizes them or send says something or you recognize somebody and everyone's like shocked because we're all in this weird social media world that's only been around for so long so we all like you know you get recognized and you feel like a movie star but you're like i'm just a normal <laughs> dude in my shop by myself listening I, to podcasts and you think trying to a, meet other people
2: you think that's a little bit of us being a little bit older that we still think You're a star if you're on our television. You know what I mean? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe teenagers and people in their 20s, they're just, like, used to it. Like, well, everybody's on the TV. We're all on screens. But for us, it's still even more of a shock. Like, I watched you on my television. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I watched watched Top Gun Maverick, and then I watched you after. (laughs) It's like you and Tom Cruise. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I will
0: I will say though that like having a YouTube channel and having a decent amount of subscribers like we do, it it gives me some definitely like street cred with the teenagers.
4: They're like, oh you got
0: you got a YouTube channel, how many how many subscribers you had? And I'm like, hey oh, you know, like over a hundred thousand. They're like, Whoa, really? Did you get you get a play button and all? They're like, Yeah. They're like, Oh, cool, cool. You know, and all of a sudden like but the level of respect changes. They're like, Oh, okay. You're like a real person. <laughs> Really, YouTube people,
1: (laughs) we recently had Honor Kaglar from Dies in Every Film on uh, my other podcast I do with my brother, the Bro Down Showdown.
0: Nice,
1: and uh, my brother, it was he was our first remote guest. And (laughs) my brother's like, Who is this guy? and I said, Look up Dies in Every Film on YouTube, and he goes, 600,000 subscribers, holy shit. And I was like, Well, yeah, it doesn't mean as much as you think it does, but. It's so cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. that's Yeah. That's, uh, that was cool. I didn't see you had, you had, um, honor. I saw you had a couple, uh, you've had a bunch of good guests on, well, hustle and grind, you know, kind of both back and forth. Um, yeah. which is cool. That's like, that's one of the reasons why we started the podcast was, you know, just a chance to be able to talk to people that you would never be able to talk to either way. You know, it's like, or maybe you like can message with them, DM with them or whatever, but never be able to like just sit down and have a conversation for an hour you know or whatever and right. like that's a that's a big thing it's pretty we cool. have
2: to do we we um we had our dad on which we had, <laughs> had but like have we ever just sat down and talked to dad for an hour you know you your parents you mm-hmm. talk to them obviously your whole life but it's just little here and there what's for yeah. dinner hey you guys want to come up and do this you're like yeah let's do that how you doing good <laughs> good hey where's your where's the football like yeah. All right. <laughs> Football's dead. And then, you know, you kick it around and I will right, we'll see you. Love you. Bye. So that was really interesting, even though it's totally different. Mm-hmm. But to sit down with anyone for that long, it's a very um, unique opportunity. Yeah. yeah. It,
1: pa- I think a parent would be very interesting, even more so than like a Jason Knight or one, you know, one of these guys, yeah, because mm-hmm. everybody holds their parents in a certain level of reverence since mm-hmm. they were children. And we, I find we never speak to our parents on an adult level as an adult to adult, right? Right. Even even once we're old, it's always you know mother son, father son, whatever. Yeah. Um So I, I bet that's I bet that'd be super fun. Yeah, yeah. No, it,
2: it was cool. We gotta we gotta do mom, mom has to be on. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's just yeah. as influential. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I was gonna, Ryan. What are the issues? Do you have any issues with podcasting? Are there any? Uh, what's your bugaboo? You got any like? Oh man, that kind of that you're not a fan of. <laughs> uh. <laughs> podcasts
1: seem more clicky than we than we are in the knife world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's annoying, but but it can be overlooked. The thing that annoys me on the hustling grind the most is we use ZenCaster. And if some and so it's video, we can see each other. It's kind of like a Zoom, Um, Mm -hmm. but if somebody drops a signal, the files are screwed. It's it's (laughs) like that that after Blade Show episode we did, there was seven of us. Yeah, I I was unaware that ZenCaster only allows six. Oh no! (laughs) So we it records all seven tracks, but when you do the post production, it it takes one out. What? yeah so the first track i think uh you were taken out this the second track neil was taken out and the third track micah dunn was taken out so i had to go back in and mix it all back together and because we were the last
0: three that joined yeah Yeah, we were like yeah oh man that's
1: crazy (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not good with like editing and stuff that's why i chose zencaster and Mm -hmm. because the original host of the podcast jason that's what he was using Right. So like that was the only way I had at them in that moment for somebody to show me how to do it.
0: Right. right.
1: You know what I mean? So we stuck with Zencaster and, you know, it works. It's great because we we do video also. But this this little quirks and nuances and, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. technology, I, I, just all the little bugs and things that are out of your control, that's the worst. When something yeah. happens, you're like, why? There's like no reason, you know, like. Yeah. Why can't it be reasons, better? It's
2: just everyone's limited knowledge about. It's like, hey, I've learned these three things to get it done. Yeah, right. Why is there a fifth and sixth thing? I don't know these <laughs> fifth and sixth things. <laughs> I never learned. Right. Um, <laughs> I don't know. We We thought about video just to get up more content on the YouTube channel. Yeah. But I just... I think it's positives are great because maybe you feel connected to the people because you can see and you can talk about, Hey, what are you grabbing? And you can pick up stuff. And right. obviously the listeners can watch it if they want, but I, I don't know. I feel, I like to I, don't know, I, I like it without it. I mean, I'm right. sure it'd be good with it too, but like, you're not worried about, like, like you said right now, my, the background is, all my junk piled up behind me and then like yeah. the framing of a room and then tools and stuff i mean i guess i'd be fine you can yeah. blur it out but and you're it, naked and i you know, like, yeah, i have my shirt know, off it's weird that. you know it's kind of weird right now um, but um i don't know I, I feel like you focus like you're on some type of like phone call yeah you know yeah, like speaking of honor
1: thing. kaglar he was naked when he did the hustle and grind <laughs> He had a, all he had on was a bathrobe and a pair of boxers with his wife's (laughs) face on the front. (laughs) Nice. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm like, like, dude, Of course, he's the man. (laughs) He still Um, looks
0: like he's wearing clothes because he's covered in tattoos and hair. Yeah. He's a hairy bastard too. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay. That is what we're missing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's super easy to upload to YouTube when you get the video file, but also you're dealing with a lot bigger files. You yeah, know, you're right. talking like seven, eight gigs for an episode, and yeah, yeah, fill up a hard drive real quick.
2: Yeah, that's about that's about right. Though we we do these long, we do stupid long videos in 4K, so they get pretty big, annoying. Yeah, they're... it's like okay, video will be uploaded in ten hours. Right, <laughs> I hope it's right. <laughs> yeah right, exactly. Otherwise, it'll um, we'll be out in the next day. Yeah, it's like the next day. Dust. Yeah, it didn't come through. You're like, oh no.
1: <laughs> One of the hardest parts of podcasting that I never anticipated was, like, because Jason didn't like. You guys know Jason Hartwell started the Hustle and Grind, and then um, he transferred it over to me. He had had enough, and gotcha. I was I was co-host, and I didn't want to let it die, so I took it over, and that's when we brought on Noah. Nice. Um, right on. But like he didn't like uh, recycling guests or stuff like that, and he liked to do a lot of two man shows, and right. and I just didn't think we're that interesting. So <laughs> you you kind of you know like you got to bring on other. That's how you have to grow a show. You have to bring people on who right. aren't aren't in your circle, right? So that people in their circle discover you. Um, that's kind of the way it works and like but a lot of the times now I, I didn't foresee a lot of smaller people reaching out and wanting to come on and I'm like I'm like shit, I like I wanna have you on. Do you have a headset? No. Do you have a laptop right. with a camera <laughs> with a camera? No. Do you have good Wi Fi? No. Well, come wow. on, man. I mean meet me meet me halfway, bro. Like yeah, what are right. we doing here? Um, Do you have a
0: library nearby? <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Like even an Xbox gaming headset will work. If yeah, you can hook right, it to exactly. your PC. Yeah. Um it's a, that's a tough one because I don't like telling people no. You right. know, like yeah. I feel like I'm being like an elitist douche or something like that. And I'm like, it's <laughs> a, that's not it. Um
2: it's yeah, tough. You, yeah. We thought about even now 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 everyone kinda has the right stuff. We did think about like sending out a package of like gear. Yeah. Like a simple mic and a headset. And something you know, like obviously, would not do too much more than that. But I think it's it's actually turned out pretty Absolutely. much okay for all the guests we've we've had on. Yeah, except for yeah. one time when we didn't check it and there was an echo that we couldn't edit out, and we had to just redo the whole thing. Right.
0: Yeah, and th- yeah, I mean, I think you know, a lot of times people will just have regular like earbuds, you know, like not even not even like AirPods, but regular earbuds you know that they can plug in, and that that seemed to work pretty they're, well. They're pretty so, good you now yeah 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 but yeah that's and that is one of the things it's like i i i like having guests on but because Devin and i are always doing youtube we're always making videos and we're always doing different <laughs> yeah. stuff we always kind of have something to talk about so it's easy to like not have guests on but like mm-hmm. you said that's how you like grow that's how you push you know we want more people to hear it and we want like it to spread but it also takes work to like organize guests and get
2: everybody information always, in and like i'm always pushing us yeah yeah he's like who we got who we got dustin's like yeah i got like eight people ready to come on i'm like all right he's like all right this week you and me i'm like, Damn. <laughs> <All right." laughs> I'm like i don't
0: have to do anything I just show up on thursday and chat hey, it's fun <laughs> i've
2: got three beers you and me Let's do i it. felt
0: good though because because like you know i texted Devin earlier i was like all right, i got ryan coming on today this evening and the next week i got dennis and uh and what's the other guy chad coming on like so he was like, "All right, cool."
1: And I was like, yeah.
2: "Wow, Got two some in a row!" Had two, two in a row. <laughs> even though Dennis has been on like four times. So yeah, guess he kind of counts.
1: Yeah, Dennis has been on everybody's show about four times. <laughs> That's uh, the way to do it, man. He's a smart <laughs>
2: guy. He is a smart
1: guy. I love Dennis Tyrell, man. It would we'll talk yeah. about like a once in a generation talent. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: Jeez. We uh, I, back to I was editing today, finishing up the Blade Show thing. I ne- <laughs> never got a shot of Dennis. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> I got his knives. Like, that's right. The first time we walked over, he wasn't there.
0: Yeah, right. And, um, so that's yeah, a funny story. So I'm like, I'm home today, and Devin sends me a message, and says, who's this guy? And he sends me a picture, and then sends me another picture, and it's a close-up of Micah Dunn. And he's, like, leaning over the table and, like, pointing at me from, like, the, the table, because he was right next to Dennis Tyrell's table. Yeah. And because uh, he was, like, what you thought, Devin, that he was like, in the well, moment, you thought he was going to yell at us for touching Dennis's happens. knives? Here's what happens.
2: We walk up to the table. I don't know. Was someone there? Um, Brian Cohn was there when we walked up. But definitely. who else was behind the table? Uh, who shared oh, the that, table with him? That was um, Jared. Jared. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. So, yeah. Jared was there, but he was off looking at another way. And you were <laughs> you were just handling all Dennis's <laughs> great knives. Right. right. Yeah. But, you, you know, we know him. We've had him all. We've talked to him. And that's right. fine because you know him. But any other, but I thought the guy next to Dennis didn't know that you knew him, you know? Right. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, this guy just sees us walking up and you just grabbing all his expensive knives, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, and so in my mind, I thought when he reached over and he was like, "Kind, kind of getting your attention. Right. I was going. Oh, he! I think he's pissed, or he's going like, "Hey, man! Like, <laughs> like, stop why touching don't you put stuff. That down? Like, stop <laughs> yeah, grabbing right. everything!" I thought maybe he was like the minder, like you know, uh, I, I, the guy in the booth next to yours. You are like, "Hey, yeah, you're you're like, run! Can you just yeah. like keep an eye out?" You know. <laughs> so, so, but then I like listened. I was editing it today, and the audio. He's just like. Hey, this guy over here, this uh, this is the art of craftsmanship. I got to talk to you. He's like, he was just like saying, and he was like talking to the person he knew also. Like, hey, this is the art of craftsmanship guy. I want to talk to you. And he was being like really friendly. (laughs) But in my head at the moment, I was like, oh, this dude's pissed. (laughs) Rightly so, though. You know, like someone. down. It's okay. We we know him. It's all right. That's funny, yeah.
0: Because Brian Cohn and I, or yeah, B. and I were like looking at it. We're like, oh man, look at these; they're so sweet, you know. Because they like a lot of the the knives that he had there are ones that have been on the the knife maker challenge, the YouTube challenges. So like, you know, we I've seen them, and I've I've seen like a tons of behind the scene pictures of them over the, and, yeah, the times we, that he's making them. And so. we
2: talked to him like the two right. weeks before. Like, yeah, hey, I'll show you this one and this one, and you guys you guys go see this one. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think out of that, out of everyone's knives that were at Blade, I felt probably the most comfortable picking up Dennis's because we've yeah. talked to him enough times, you know, like, it's like, I felt like, you know, I was just picking up a friend's knives. And also because it's more like in that situation, you just want to, you want the people that you're picking up their blades to understand that you are also either a knife maker or you're just a maker. You understand like how precious this thing is, you know, mm-hmm. like how much work went into it. So, you know, picking up someone's knife that you know and they know you, they understand that you under, you, you're you you going to pick it up in a way that's, like, respectful and you're not going to drop it. You're not going to try to, you know, see if it's sharp and cut your arm fucking open and, you know, like, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of the blades there, including Dennis's, if you drop them and screwed them up, marred yeah. them, chipped the handle, they were too expensive to buy. Like you, Yeah, right, exactly. You'd, you'd have to, like, put out a second mortgage to buy some of the knives I saw there.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh my
1: god! Yeah. I went by Kyle Royer's table, and I was just like, holy! Like, th- I know there's <laughs> levels to every game, but damn!
2: Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. I think the fourteen-year-old uh, in me would come out and just maybe run for it.
0: <laughs> you and drop s- it and run,
2: scatter. I'm <laughs> out. I'm out. I don't know like, do. We know who you are. Like, you're right there. Yeah, right. text you. Come back. Where'd you go? You broke my. <laughs>
1: Uh, somebody uh, had little signs by their knives that said, if you bleed on it, you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: <good. laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, that was, uh, that was wild, but that was funny. Like, you know, just getting that done. But, and I think even in that moment, like I, I don't remember seeing Dennis during the day either. Oh yeah. I like was- I feel like, I don't think we ever saw him like during the show <laughs> like,
2: yeah because we you have the section of the thing it's like yeah we saw a bunch of people who got to put a bunch of faces to names and that was nice so I included a bunch of shots of people who we knew and then yeah. it was just I was like I have nothing at Dennis I guess we didn't see him I got his knife right. I got we had the I got the shark knife in the video and I got the the sunset the dagger sun, whatever yeah. dagger thing yeah, they're both in it you. he's not in it but <laughs> two of his knives are. <laughs> we saw him enough <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Actually like when we um when we got there we met you guys all at the burger joint and like Dennis was there and Noah was there and Ryan you were there and so like we like popped in and I was like, Hey, there's Ryan Ch- Ryan Chaborn, Ryan Cookley <laughs> and I was like yeah. just pointing people out Devin, you know, pointing people out to Devin, like, that's that person, that's that person, that's that person.
2: For me. Huh? What? Yeah. Can I get a burger?
1: <laughs> they were pretty Dude, good burgers.
2: Those fries. They, they, did you have the fries? Those sweet potato fries were potato amazing. Fries?
1: I did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those they were, were fantastic. I, were I, was t- I
2: was telling Dustin, I was like, when I order sweet potato fries, this is what I want them to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, were time. Even, they weren't the greatest. I mean, they were awesome. They weren't like the best thing I've ever had, but it's like what you're wishing you want your food to be. That's what I want it to be every time.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like sweet potato fries, you want them crunchy. don't. Right, you don't, right, you 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 don't want, want them. Yeah, you don't want to be eating like a mashed sweet potato oh. stick.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like a fat. Yeah, fat, mashy. No, you need it crispy, <laughs> thin, well-seasoned, and that's exactly what it was.
1: Yeah. yeah, no. I don't even remember the name of the place they I'd shout them out, but I can't remember. Yeah, It was like Biggie Burgers or something.
0: Yeah. Shh, I can't remember either. <laughs> no, yeah, like you said, you know, like sweet potato fries are always going to be mushy on the inside, so they have to be crunchy on the outside, yeah, and those right, were like right. just right. Yeah. yeah, you ate like two-thirds of them, and you were just like you you like let me have a couple and i just kept eating them and then you stopped and i was like are you done and you're like i'm done i was like yes so i just
2: finished them <laughs> we, eat much, we eat so much crap on the drive down i was so tired i was just right, whatever
1: that's another reason to have your hotel room close yeah to the right. venue just in case
2: yeah let yeah go back
0: and get some food at, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I
1: i had to let loose shortly after that and <laughs> m- me noah and jeremy are like walking around everywhere trying to find a bathroom and <laughs> like there's a mall in the venue and the mall was closed i'm like it's like 4 30 in the afternoon why is this shit closed oh, yeah, I was, know, like, right yeah friday.
2: friday yeah saturday what what was the it? Heck?
1: <laughs> like what kind of mall is closed on the weekend
2: I then we walked through it was like the walking dead
1: yeah i and and you ended have up like going a hundred
2: thousand people
0: there why not like open up like
1: yeah. <laughs> like, not to get, like, gross with it, but, like, uh that, that restaurant, Murphy's or whatever, that was down in the entrance to the mall. Yep, yep. It was, like, mm-hmm. in between the hotel where the pit was and the venue. Yeah, right and, on uh, the
0: right side, yep.
1: So I run in there, nice girl toast, and I'm like, can I use your bathroom? I go in the bathroom, I do my duty, I... <laughs> I go to flush it and nothing happens. Oh, no. And it's like one of them nightmare scenarios. So I'm like, dumb and dumber. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, either I got to be a bad tourist and leave this in a restaurant or I got to do something. So I fix their toilet for them. <laughs> I, I, pulled, I, I pulled the back off in the little hose that fills up the tube had popped out and i was like all right cool and i just stuffed it back in there and it was you know waited a minute and we're good you're like
0: no i don't have to tell anybody i clogged the toilet yeah oh man that's great you're like so i fixed the toilet for them yeah sounds like a maker camp story the blackthorn everyone's always like yeah i was in this room and the sink wasn't working but then i realized the thing was loose and so i tightened it and then it worked
2: oh people bitch about their rooms i'm like you know what was Thirty degrees out last night, and we were in a tent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, your hot water didn't work. Yeah, in your 60 degree Dude, room. So it, it was colder than that the second, or was it? Yeah, it was the second. Oh, it was last definitely colder than that. Night. Yeah, it was like zero. Uh, you know, pretty warm-blooded, big guy. I'm happy to go out. Like, you know, I'll run outside real quick in no shoes on the boxers in any weather, in snow. <laughs> you know, I'll go out, grab something real quick, run out and do it, and come back in, yeah, I'll be yeah. fine. But, so I went pee in the middle of the night, just to say, I just had my boxers on and no boots no nothing. Just walked out and took a piss and then came back. And man, I was, I was shivering for about 20 <laughs> minutes. You know, I was like, come on, easy does it <laughs> bring it down. Hypothermia. Luckily I had those, uh, hot those hands, hot whatever. hands. I, you know, Chuck two went my feet, hold one on my belly. like It was cool.
0: Well that's the thing. So Ryan, if you do end up coming to uh to make your camp, there's uh yeah, I don't I don't know if you're up for camping or not, but there's a little like camp uh tree area. It's not really like a campground, but they have this maybe what a hundred feet by eighty feet or something like that. Yeah, it's um, like kind it's of tre-
2: like kind of half a football field.
0: Yeah. And it's uh and it's where everybody just sets up tents, but it's right on the side of like the main field where everything happens. So if you're okay with camping, then you can save some money and do that. Cause that's uh, definitely uh, that's the way did. to go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be exhibiting this year, some bow making stuff, which I think will be fun. But I think they, oh,
2: nice. they should get your room for
0: that. I don't know. I haven't talked to Austin yet about it. Better, Speci- I haven't all, I'll figure out the specifics. Yeah, you better nail that well, I'm happy to stay in the town. I don't mind. I like it there. It's right. nice. Right. <laughs> it was cold though. But, you know,
1: yeah, I'm trying to get the wife to come with me. Yeah,
0: man, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually um, so this weekend uh, we're going up to uh, Pennsylvania where um, uh, Adrian Vita, who her Instagram is Hickory Homestead Creation. She just does a bunch of like uh, maker stuff and signs and things. And we met her at Maker Camp a couple years ago and uh, she started a kind of a maker event called friends on the farm where she just invites people to come out and hang out and do some stuff around the farm. And basically just like a get together, uh, like a, a midsummer get together. So we weren't able to go last year, but we're going to go up this uh, this year, this weekend and, uh, and Nicole, my wife's going to go up with us as well, which is cool. Cause I kind of, I told her about it like a month ago and I was like, you should come. And she was like, Oh yeah, maybe that'd be cool. And then she like hadn't really talked about it. And I mentioned a couple times when we were going and the, the plans and then earlier this week, She's like, Well, I think I can come. But we had to figure out like what to do with our dogs and what to do with our daughter, so we got that all worked out. So so it'd be Are cool you, to have her um, come along.
2: Do we wanna to go together? Are you cool with leaving Sunday morning early? Or do you wanna just go yeah. separate? No, we can do that. Yeah, that works. Because I gotta leave at like seven, I think, or eight. Okay. It's yeah, I'll talk to Nicole early.
0: and if for some reason she I mean, it should be fine. But uh but yeah, that that was the plan. That's why I told her. So we should be good with that. Cool. But that would be cool. So if anybody who's listening is gonna be around the area can come up i know uh, adrian said she has like you know a a good small group of people that she knows are going to come so should be fun but i think and, it's open
2: uh, to pretty much anybody i think if you just yeah. let her know and, and she has some stuff on her instagram you know, you are, if you're near you know the pennsylvania area she's like what like it's like mid what is it new uh, uh new What's paris it's
0: kind of over toward pittsburgh okay. she's maybe like so, an yeah, it's hour that's like our dead center, dead center yeah, east yeah, of yeah.
2: pittsburgh yeah so, yeah, yeah, cool. I'm excited. Yeah,
5: yeah. Um Ryan, I want
4: to tell us a little bit about
0: i I know like we're pretty far in now but i want you to tell us about like how'd you get started in knife making i just think it's interesting when people like i hear people's stories about it would you how 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 did it like grasp your interest
1: well i don't know i don't know if it's so much like a one specific thing i think it's probably more an accumulation of small affirmations so like Mm -hmm. i've always fixed things And taken Mm -hmm. things apart and work and done things with my hands and that's how i learn i i can't i can't read something and retain the information i have to do it Mm -hmm. and so like i i naturally gravitated towards fixing stuff and then like um through like just growing up like i i like my mom had different boyfriends when i was growing up and like one would be a plumber and so they would be like oh i'm going to teach you how to do this and then one would be an electrician and one was a carpenter. And mm-hmm. so like I I learned, I wouldn't say small amounts, but enough to get by of all these different things throughout my entire life. And then I I was cooking mm-hmm. and I did, I did restaurant management for a little while. That sucked. And I was a line cook and I was just, you know, that's of all the jobs I've done, cooking on a line is the hardest job I've ever done. It's mm-hmm. the, it's the hardest physically and mentally. The stress is unbelievable. People have no idea. Like when you go out to eat, tip the cooks because they are earning that money. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's a busy restaurant and I, I was just burnt out from it. And so like one day I was on the line and I was like, man, I, I haven't fixed anything in a while. I wish I had a chainsaw to fix because I've never mm-hmm. fixed one mm-hmm. and I just said it out loud and one of the waitresses goes i've got thousands of chainsaws and i said yeah right what? she she's this totally sweet beautiful unassuming little like country girl she's still my yeah. friend to this day she's amazing her dad had just passed away and he owned a small engine shop and he didn't throw away anything <laughs> so she took me out there and she said give me a dollar a piece take as many as you want what? there was it was It was literally a 30 by 30 room with a hip deep pile of chainsaws covering the entire floor. You couldn't see one inch of floor. And I bought 50 and I took them home and I, and like, I just never stopped from there. And I ended up getting a job at where I work now part-time. I was full-time then I'm part-time now and like got master certifications. And I took that as far as I could. And just one day. I was working on a BCS tiller and I had the tines off and I was like, man, this would be a cool knife. <laughs> and so I put it in the vice and I put an edge on it and it's still in the shot. It's in here somewhere. And, nice. and, uh, and, uh <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to make another one. So I grabbed, uh, I did some research and I, I figured out that only old wheel horse blades are hardenable. They're like 1080 or something like that. And okay. we're a wheelhorse dealer. So the okay. next time an old wheel horse came in, I took off the original blades and I made a knife out of it.
0: And this is tiller blades. You said
1: these are lawnmower blades,
0: lawnmower blades. Okay. gotcha. Yeah.
1: Wheelhorse okay. lawnmower. The first one I made, it was out of a tiller blade. And then I did a lawnmower okay. blade and then just like be like slowly the obsession started to come <laughs> and I started yeah. doing more research and then I started buying steel and then, um, I realized, like, I want to do this. If I'm going to do this right, I need a grinder and I need an oven. And I I knew I didn't want to forge. Forging doesn't really appeal to me at all. And okay. and, I, and I'm scared shitless of open flame. Gotcha. So, like, that just didn't fit in with me. At, you know, it still doesn't. I still don't. And um, so I built an oven. Uh, and then I had a multi-tool two by 36 the thing that goes on the side of a bench grinder Uh yeah and i made my first few knives with that and i was like yeah this is underpowered the belt's not very big they're three times the money of a two by 72 belt (laughs) so which doesn't make any sense but right yeah because it's a
0: weird yeah because it's a weird length but you're like so what you know (laughs) like right
1: yeah (laughs) and at that time that was when brian house first came out with the revolution Mm, the gen the gen one and like at that point we were struggling a little bit financially and so i was like i'll buy the plans i work across the street from a steel place they have all the steel so i went over and i bought the plate steel i bought the tube steel and i made it by hand i cut it out with an angle grinder nice! (laughs) and that's still my primary machine to this day Awesome. Um,
2: that's great. That that no, that is the beautiful thing. I mean, that's what a part of what Brian was trying to do. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like not not everyone's got whatever three to five grand to buy just outright. I mean, most people don't have that to buy right. something to get going in a hobby and then maybe eventually make you know make it into a job. But that's yeah, a beautiful thing. It's like, hey, if you're handy, I've done all the figuring. Here yep. you go, and uh, make it happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's what I did, and, you know, it, it snowballed from there. And then, like, when you first start making knives, everybody either thinks, like, oh, that's cute, or they think you're insane. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: And all the people around me thought I was insane except for two, my wife and my boss.
4: <laughs> nice. So <laughs> yeah, right.
1: my workbench at, at my job was 12 feet long. I only used probably six feet of it. For, like working on small engines and the rest was just a catch-all yeah. so we cleaned the bench off he wired me in a 220 outlet he let me set my oven up on the bench and like i had you know keys and security codes so i could go there in my free time and make knives um he's like just don't burn my that's shop awesome. down that's the only thing he <laughs> said you have to give me a knife and don't burn my shop down and <laughs>
0: you're like okay done that's yeah <laughs> uh,
1: so you know i fingers
0: I, crossed <laughs> yeah
1: it took me about a year to build to figure out how to and to build the oven and the grinder. Mm-hmm. Um and then once those were built it was like, you know, full steam ahead and then about a year later we bought the house and the garage was totally gutted. I've I've, you know, covered insulated covered the walls, put in two heat sources, you know, it's like a it's like a shop now. Um nice. and I just I just dove in head first. But back on like the people doubting you or like saying you're crazy for making knives, like yeah. there was small affirmations in there, and one of one of the big ones was I'm a huge Joe Rogan fanboy,
4: <laughs> and
1: and Mareko was on Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, and yeah. that that was the first time I had heard of Moreeco, and I was like, this guy is a famous knife maker, and he's on Joe Rogan. That means
4: <laughs>
1: that was an affirmation for me that yeah. I you can do this and you know, make money at it. And now I'm at the point where I work at that job two days a week. And the other five days I'm in my shop. Nice. And the shop is sustaining me. I basically just, I keep that job to pay my child support and have my Mm -hmm. foot in the door. It's, it's nice to get a break from your shop. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, my friends work there now. So it's like, like, I've known these guys for seven years, so it's cool to go hang out with your buddies and talk about yeah. engines and whatever. And yeah. um, and my boss doesn't mind. He would like me to be there more. Be- I'm the only other master-certified technician in the building. Mm-hmm. So, like, for him, he's like, you could work two hours a week or 200. I don't care. Just, right, you know, yeah. <laughs> I just need you here, you know? Like, there's, like, a wall of certifications, and half of them are his and half of them are mine, and that's <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> nice. So it's... Yeah.
2: That's a, that's a good setup. I um. I'm a I'm a Roken fan too, and I was, at Maker Camp one of the first times I ever met Chris Cash. Mm. We were, you know, he's um. He's, what's the word? Dustin? is there a word? What? I'm thinking about. He's <laughs> he's like on the attack a little bit. He'll he'll like bust outspoken. Your balls. He's very he, he yeah. said he was abrasive. That was his words the last <laughs> week or the week before when he came on. Even though I, I do uh, like him more and more every time I talk to him. And I'm a yeah. fan of his now. But the first time he was like busting our balls on our podcast. Right. Yeah. Because right. I think he said something about me me doing a quote every time. And he's like. Why are you doing stupid quotes like inspirational, <laughs> like Instagram quotes? I was like, "Oh, you don't like saying things that other people have said before you? Are you against that?" So we like we argued about it. I forget how long, um, but then we bonded on Joe Rogan. I don't know how it turned. We both realized that we both listened to his podcast, and then that turned things around. <laughs> I
1: I call him Saint Rogies because. <laughs> <laughs> And it, that's a, that's a, like, uh, Saint, uh, Shane Gillis, a comedian calls him yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, you know, uh-huh. if Joe Rogan says your name, that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, You're good.
1: <laughs> and that was like, uh, that was like yeah, a huge thing for me. I have his face tattooed on my shin.
4: Oh, <laughs> shit.
1: And I, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I had slippers on. I had just sharpened a knife. I was about to take the tape off and like clean it up and be done with it. And I'm like, oh, I'll just make a little short 10 second reel of me shaving Joe's face.
4: <laughs>
1: and so I did and I posted it and it was the worst reel ever. That was like cigarette butts all over my floor. Like it just <laughs> looks so bad. And uh, he shared it. And I was like, oh, oh. Nice. and it was awesome. Like my, my following doubled overnight. Like I woke up to my phone vibrating off my dresser from the notifications. <laughs> nice and like there was definitely a bump from it i picked up several orders from it some of them reoccurring and like i just wish i had known so i could have made a better reel <laughs> <laughs> but the That's you know crazy. the joe rogan bump is real and you know i mean it, everybody who goes on there it, it helps them and he did like it was so weird to me being such a i have his fucking face tattooed on my leg <laughs> And he said he said my name. He actually had to type out Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks when he when he made the post. And I was like, wow. And my brother did the tattoo. And so for my brother, who's also a Joe Rogan fanboy, was like,
0: oh, my God.
1: You know, and yeah.
0: My work, yeah, That's sweet. Well, that's like uh, when. So the first time I heard of Mareko was actually from Alex Steele's YouTube channel. Um, and I've been watching Alex Steele since he was like super super early on in the bake his baker forge you know when he was like a tiny little boy seemed like he's doing speed every day (laughs) and doing just like crazy blacksmithing and he started doing knives and he was starting to thinking about what he was going to do for damascus and so he was like i've looked at you know mureka momasi and and i talked to him a little bit about you know different pattern damascus and so i i looked at mureka that way i found him um and uh similarly Uh, so I was like a fan of, um, of Alec and this was, I, he, I was watching him before we started our YouTube channel. And then, uh, he had a live stream one day. So I was watching it and kind of chatting along and I commented something and he like, he read, read out my comment and he was like, Oh, thanks. The other craftsmanship. And, and at that moment I had that like fanboy moment. I was like, Oh, he said my name, you know, like (laughs) it was crazy. Like, Holy shit. That's crazy. So it was just like funny, a similar type of story. But, uh, and then like, and then I I had heard about uh, Knife Talk from um, uh, Simple Little Life Jeremy from Simple Life. I heard him talk about it on his channel, um, just on his YouTube channel. It's like, yeah, I like the show Knife Talk, so I started listening to Knife Talk there. And then I was like, oh, Marek Kamwasi—that's the guy that you know Alex Steele talked about. So it's weird, like all these weird connections all over the community. And, and, then, and then like, and now we've met Marek a couple times, and we've had Jeremy on uh, and the podcast. And now we're
2: on the def- defunct Green Network yeah right yeah the knife talk makery network
1: what it what and is it the makery it. network every time i hear that i'm like i don't know what that is
2: well <laughs> does it exist i don't know so
1: so craig wanted to basically
0: start craig lockwood from knife talk wanted to start a uh, a podcasting network like he wanted to kind of host it and help people like make more money from it and you know kind of push it out so he started it and he had it was like uh knife talk. And then Jeff started back up with uh, full blast. Um, Jeff's business partner had a, a podcast on there. Um, who else? Then, uh, Brian like house me. started. Yeah. Started, um, housework and simple little life. And then I forget who else, a couple other guys. Um, the handmade podcast, Chris Zepp and Derek from Malden. Um, I can't remember who else, but, um, so then, so Craig was reaching out to, reached out to basically the guys who had podcasts and asked like, is there anybody else who you think would like to join? So Brian actually recommended that Craig reach out to us, but Devin and I didn't have a podcast at that point. Brian was just like, he's like thought that we would do a good job on a podcast. So you know, like Devin and, I, Devin and I kind of talked about it, I guess, really, but not ever really con- completely considered it. Um, but at that point, really everything we were doing was just to like, you know, all the social media, everything was just to push people back to our YouTube channel. So we're like, well, that's fine. We can, you know, chat about videos and then it gives us a chance to talk to people in in the, you know, in the network, in the community, whether that's YouTube community or Instagram community or knife making or whatever. We can reach out to anybody and have them on. Um, so, so then we joined the Maker Network. So basically it was just like a, just a, a, a podcasting community that Craig was like heading up to basically get a bunch of people together to rise together. Um, but we started with one, uh, hosting platform and there was all this like promises from the hosting platform that they were going to do the stuff that we were going to be able to do. And then they fell through. So then we switched over to another platform. And then in that new platform, everyone was basically be able to do everything by themselves, you know, to, to do whatever ads and all. So it kind of just, we all moved over and then everything kind of just petered out to the point where we, it's not really a network anymore, although technically we, it still says we're
2: on the maker network. So it doesn't pass. hurt. But yeah, I don't think it's a, a thing. So, um, yeah. Craig, if you want to come on and explain yourself,
4: <laughs> I'll I have you on. I want to stir up some
2: controversy. That's good for podcasts too, right? Yeah, there we go. Let's do that, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You come on and talk to us face to face. All press is good press. yeah right
0: exactly yeah my mom recently i was (laughs) chatting with my mom she was like talking about the you know youtube comments or whatever and i was like i don't care if people do you know negative comments as long as they're not offensive you know if they're offensive i'll delete them but if they're just like negative then it just you know the algorithm algorithm doesn't know a negative comment to a positive comment it just knows there's comments you know (laughs) like and then like people people who like my stuff they'll back us up they'll be like you know
1: talk back my mom was like i do like that part <laughs> yeah. If you engage with them too, it keeps it going. Yeah, and right, The, exactly. the algorithm's like, man, this guy's super popular. You know. <laughs> the computer doesn't know. Right, yeah. It's just oh,
0: traffic. Goodness. Yeah. Positive or negative. It, it just it knows that there are more faces there, and those faces are gonna see ads, and those ads are gonna make YouTube money. So <laughs> yeah. for sure. Sweet. All right. Well, uh, so you talked a little bit about so you like um did you get some more orders and things from the Joe Rogan bump?
1: Yeah. But it was just that it was a bump, you know, and it's, it's settled out now. I'm back to like my normal speed and it's
0: right.
1: You know, a lot of guys complain about like shadow banning and stuff, but I, I've found that it's in, you're in direct relation to how much you post. Yeah. And like the content of your posts. So like, I've found I get way more traction posting handles than I do blades Mm. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter how beautiful the grind is. It's, it's, it's like people want to see the chatoyance of the handle, you know, unless the, unless the blade is like Baker forge Damascus or some, some other crazy feather pattern. I found that handle videos do really well. Um, But it's also like, you got to be genuine I feel yeah. like, you know, you can't put off like a persona because like, I'll, you know, unless you go like full on, like pro wrestling persona, mm-hmm. right? Ca- kind of <laughs> yeah. like Sharky, like Sharky's kind of pulled that off a little bit yeah. with the fucking yeah. <laughs> purple coat and stuff. Um, But like Brian house says, people buy from people. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if, if people see that you're in your own shop at home making stuff, you know, I think that resonates with them a lot more than when they see, you know, like, uh, like a huge like production building. Not shitting right, on production yeah. runs cuz I I fully am planning on doing production runs. Um yeah, it's so. just, you know.
0: Right, yeah, I mean people right you said people want to buy the story. You know, they they like yeah. the idea that it's made by someone that they know that they can see it's like a normal dude who's got like, you know, a dirty shop sometimes and like you're just grinding shit and you hurt yourself sometimes and then you come away with this beautiful thing that Someone, someone wants to buy that story. You know, they want to be able to like, they want to be feel like they're a part of it. You know, like, oh, I got this knife from this guy, and he did this, and he works in this,
2: and I know where he lives, and da da da. Yeah, our our classic example is, you go to like a Renaissance festival or some type of maker festival, and you watch the person do it. You watch the person blow the glass. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, if you went to Walmart and someone asked you fifty dollars for a vase or something, you'd be like, "There's no way I'm paying for that. It's ridiculous." But if you watch them make it. You go, oh, yeah. you okay. oh, this is great. Oh, Yeah, whatever, I'll pay, how much? Oh, cool, yeah. Like, it could be a, a stupid swan, a glass swan. And you see it get made, you're ready to pay 35 bucks for it. You don't mm-hmm. care, you're like, oh, this is awesome.
1: Right, nobody ever walked into a sweatshop and was like, man, I can't wait to buy this stuff. Yeah. You know. <laughs> right. He's
2: <It's Yeah>. like, this is a new iPhone. That's pretty nice.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Ooh, look at that. It's the end product, oh, too. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 8k huh <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's uh and i know you that uh, that reference specifically is that you know like we had uh, at maker camp i guess it was the first year um andrea de leone was there and she was doing glass blowing which is super I love awesome. her it's so cool i know you guys, i saw you guys had her on which is really cool yeah i talked to her um, on the
1: regular i i sent her dog a pair of dog goggles <laughs> so so he doesn't get anything in his eyes when he's in the shop She's that's super great. cool. She's like one of the best people on the planet.
4: <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, she seemed really chill. Like we, we were able to talk to her just a little bit, you know, just like passing. But she was very, uh, very easy. Like she was just le- leading, you know, demo on on doing some cool like broken glass, like and blown flowers. They're really cool. And just I could tell just the way she was like leading the class. She was very easy going,
2: very laid back. Yeah, I was like, man, and I, I, had, cool. um, I, still, I have one in my daughter's room a uh, like glass rose nice. as she did at Maker Camp um, which uh, before we get to your disaster story the first uh, Maker Camp she came to both right uh, I think I,
0: so. I don't but remember yeah. seeing her at the se- I don't remember seeing her specifically a second year but I think
2: because she moved to where she was okay I, be, I don't know <laughs> I was the first one I was you know we're drinking having a good time I like walk over to her and it's one of those things where you like, you like, oh, it's great, I love, it was great today watching you do that, but you don't have anything else to say. It's kind of that dumb <laughs> drinking like, okay. thing where you just come up and say something and you have nothing behind it. She just kind of stared at me because she was talking to someone else, you know, so I yeah. was actually the rude one. <laughs> I didn't realize it until the fact that I'm kind of like... All right, I'll see you. You know, like you have nothing else to say. (laughs) But then I think maybe maybe it was the second year or not, you know, when I wasn't drinking at the time. I just (laughs) talked to her. It was was great and chatting up and like, hey, I want to buy this from you. And then we had a nice long talk about uh, what I wanted to buy. And I think I ended up paying her more because she was asking. Well, I was actually talking to her at the time, like. Unless you say like, "Hey, you guys can buy this stuff." It's kind of weird where no one, no one really knows, you know. Unless you're the vocal right. person, no yeah. one's gonna be there to go like, "Hey," no one's gonna be your your yeller like, "Hey, come buy stuff." People, right? Don't know. Yeah,
0: because she's yeah. leading a demo and she's and not planning on selling the stuff really so, at the moment. Know, was, it's just talking like about teach.
2: that. Like, yeah, you need like uh, maybe a sign or something to say. <laughs> and, and they weren't <laughs> expensive at all. Right. I think I paid yeah. more than what she asked because she was just being nice. Because I told her. I want some for my daughter, blah, blah, blah. She's one and a half. And so she was real nice and like really lowballed it. And I was like, well, I'll give you more. I appreciate you, blah, blah, blah. And she was real nice. <laughs> so our yes. second talk was much better. But, uh, she, she's <laughs> definitely cool. <laughs>
1: she lives one of the coolest lives. I mean, yeah. she does jewelry, glass blowing, knife making, mm. travels all over. Uh, last time she was on the podcast, she was in the middle of making props for a very well known movie.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah, she like
1: she, she wasn't even allowed to talk about it. she That's all she could say. And, <laughs> yeah. That's cool.
0: Yeah, doing like crazy scientific glass blowing stuff. That's like fascinating. Oh, you know, did cause... you
1: see the Stargate, that huge lathe mm, burner oh. thing she works with? It, yeah,
0: yeah, that's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I um you know, like when you think about glass blowing, like I you know, you see people doing always like some like um I always think of like a kind of a dirty shop, but like, you know, lots of heat, lots of like wet newspaper and wood and like <laughs> dudes like just running around with like dreads and stuff. I don't know, it's very like a hippie thing to me. I guess maybe the first time I saw glass blowing was up in Vermont and that's like now my my mind isn't there. But uh but then you see videos of her and she's like in this like perfect you know area with a, a lathe and like all those beautiful glass it's super clean because it's all like for crazy scientific stuff it's nuts
1: yeah it's a <laughs> totally different world than i lived in northern california for two years and like a hippie country yeah yeah and we lived right across the street from a glass blowing studio and they'd constantly have their door open so i'd just be a goof and go stand there and watch them <laughs> yeah and it looks so goddamn stressful That looks like the most stressful maker profession I could think of, because, you know, like the slightest temperature, like a breeze comes in and it's going to crack.
4: Yeah, that's
2: why they keep blowing glass bongs, because they're so stressed at work. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: funny. I think what I already heard talk about when did I first hear, I think I heard her on knife talk. There was like uh women's international women's day. And I think it was Haley. Uh, what's her name? I can't remember, but they had a bunch of, it was like, they took over knife talk and did a bunch of uh, different interviews with different women makers. And they talked to Andre on that time. And that's when I like, when we went to, um, to make her camp. And I was like the first year, just pointing everybody out to Devin. I was like, Oh, there's Andrea Leon. She's a knife maker, but I didn't know much more about her, but it was just really interesting here, hearing all the stuff that she's made over the years out of glass. And then, you know, also all the knife making stuff too. It's, it's awesome.
2: (laughs) I'm like, cool. I'll note that down and try to drunkenly talk to her later and fail. (laughs) Um, all right, Ryan disaster story. Dust, you want to give the pitch?
0: Yeah. So, um, You know, the listeners know that when we have guests on, we like to have them tell us our disaster stories because like most people and like what we do on YouTube, there's always something that happens, you know, there's always some weird thing that happens and people don't see those. And we like social media, you just get to show all the cool stuff and like the ending, but you don't see all the grime and grit along the way and you don't see all the disasters that happen. So we like to hear those stories. So Ryan, do you have a disaster story for us? Something that like didn't go the way it should have went in your make your life? Oh,
1: I've got a few i mean who doesn't (laughs) Um, yeah right i went through so the gas strut on my grinder went bad so i Mm -hmm. i was like oh which one do i need i matched up the poundage and not the length and the one i bought was like an inch longer Mm -hmm. and so i put it on and for about six months i was snapping belts like almost daily and like I took one to the top of the head one day and it split me open. I took one to the oh, back of my hand. Yeah. This went on for a while. Um, and then I realized like, oh shit, I changed that strut right before. Put on a different one. Actually, I changed. I put on a different one. That one failed. So I went back to a spring and spring's been flawless. But oh man. <laughs> that, those sucked. Every time you snap a 36 grit ceramic belt when you're going 100 miles an hour, it's it's scary shit oh my god (laughs) um but then i've had i think i've only i had one 136
0: grit uh go on me and then i had a um a scotch brite belt go on me one time fortunately neither time they hit me they like flew off the side or whatever and i had one time i also like went to went to do something and instead of like Twisting the knob, I pulled down on something. It was just like in the moment I did the wrong thing, and it just loosened the belt, so the whole belt went flying off. You know, yeah, I was we like, "Well, that's that. not, that's... yeah, right. That's what, not what you're what, supposed to do." What, what video was
2: that? that? Maybe
0: the maybe the wooden sword or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> we have video
2: of that. It was great.
0: Oh, I like loosened the wrong thing. I like loosened the. Uh, yeah, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's <that's> no joke.
1: <laughs> the most heartbreaking thing I think I failure I ever had was. Probably a year ago. I think it was a little more than a year ago. Might have been two years ago now. Anyways, um, I it was my first raffle. Pickle mm-hmm. cutters talked me into doing a raffle. Nice. And so I'm like, all right. So I start, you know, doing posts to try and build up the raffle. I'm dropping mm-hmm. a raffle on Monday. I'm working on the knife. This is what it looks like right now. This is you know the progression of the knife. I get to the, it's a hidden tang. I get to the final glue up the night before i'm supposed to launch the raffle and i look down the spine and the blades like going off at an angle a little bit Uh and i was like "Mm." it's like three o'clock in the morning (laughs) all my mistakes happen between like 2 30 and 4 in the morning (laughs) and everybody in the world yeah (laughs) and in my head i'm like oh the tang must be bent the tang wasn't bent it was the notch in the handle Mm -hmm. and so i put the blade in my vice and i'm just like tweaking on the tang a little bit and i fucking snapped it
0: oh the worst and
1: i say a little bit i was giving it way too much pressure i was (laughs) giving it the beans yeah (laughs) and it was a stainless blade and i don't have a tig welder Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i'm like i'm like fucking heartbroken I hucked the blade across the shop. I was like, "No!" <laughs> and uh, so it ended up it ended up turning into a positive because I remade the blade from scratch the next day faster than I've ever made another blade <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: at that point, and it the grinds came out better than the one I broke. Nice. And I, I ended up taking the old one. My buddy TIG welded it, and I use it in my kitchen because it's ugly at the transition. You can see the weld. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> but it holds up. Yeah, Mike Jones ended up winning oh. that one.
0: Oh, nice. Right on. Yeah. Oof. That's the worst, man. I've had I've had knives snap at that point, like trying to just straighten it a little bit and just go a little too far. Bing!
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, I hate the... Oh. I, hate, I hate the projects where there's that one moment where it's like everything can go I mean, <laughs> good, for, good for content but it sucks like me sitting there shooting it like the bows and stuff yeah it's brutal yeah Oof. and the 100 pound war that broke while we're standing there you're, you're testing it out that was terrible yep <sighs> Grin-
1: grindings like that if you're grinding yep. you know like a really nice blade or yep. anything really uh, uh i think noah Vashon said it best he goes The only, the only pass that matters is the last one. And I'm like, (laughs) very true.
0: Man, that's, I think grinding is where I get the most frustrated. That's when I cuss the most in my shop because I'm a pretty easygoing guy, you know, but like, I don't have a, I don't have big shit that happens all that often. But like when I'm at the grinder and I'm just there like by myself doing something and I like push it or like I lean in too hard or something and the line wiggles and I'm like, you know, yelling in my mask,
4: motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shit. We also do, like, a lot of so easy.
2: stuff and a lot of yeah. You're not know, using a lot of guides and jigs and stuff,
0: right? Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's just like little bits. You're
2: like, oh, I know, <laughs> I know the feeling. Sometimes I trim my beard, and then you know, you hit, you get a little crazy, and you hit that one spot. And, <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. <laughs> Four weeks. <laughs> <So>
0: <laughs> yeah right back. exactly <laughs> like,
2: is there something wrong yeah 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 I, 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 hit it with my, I, I went a little crazy I took the guard off and it's real goes. high up
0: on one side <laughs> yeah I got a chin
2: strap on one side
0: and... <laughs> <laughs> nice um, grinding
1: Grinding's weird yeah. because from the outside I think people like romanticize it and they're like that looks so fun mm-hmm. but it's literally the most painful most miserable part of making a knife
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: You know, because
2: shootings and recording someone making a
1: knife. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know, you're yeah. kicking up all this toxic dust. Yeah, the the blade's hot. I got burns on both the tips of my thumbs right now mm-hmm. from grinding a bunch of chef knives the other day, and it's like <laughs> you'll you'll be in a pass and it, it'll just reach that temperature threshold, and you're like, Fuck! yeah, right, exactly.
0: <laughs> like, like you
1: try to take your hand off, stick it in your mouth.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's covered in fucking metal dust. Yeah. <laughs> Little yeah, tip for
1: the listeners out there, I use a a green gaffers tape I get from Jayants and I wrap uh, my thumbs with it. Because it, it get, uh, if you go. slip off the blade and hit the belt, it gives you that split second that would have been oh, your skin is the tape. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. that's it's cheap dude. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's when I get the most stuff on my hands is when I slip. Look I just I with a big like, you know, uh cut on my thumb right now from slipping the other day and leaning into a thirty-six grip. <laughs> Like damn it, whoop!
2: Yeah, there goes my knuckle.
0: <laughs> That's good. And I've tried like um, I've tried doing push sticks, just something. I mean, it's okay, but it's it's I don't know. It's not the same feel. I guess if I could really get used to it, and like it would be good, but I um, I don't know.
1: I I I still have mechanic hands, so when I use a yeah. push stick, I feel like I'm putting an obscene amount of pressure on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like it's really hard for me to like judge how much pressure I'm putting on if I'm not using my thumbs. Yeah, I agree. You know?
0: It is. Yeah, it would. It would definitely be something like. And I'm not a. I'm a. I'm a hobbyist knife maker. You know, I made a lot of knives, but only because I like doing it. So I don't do it enough that you know, it's, it's just not worth it for me to try to like learn a new process. Now, if I was doing like a whole run of knives and I knew I was going to be grinding for days and days and days, and I was trying to do it like full time, then it'd be different. Maybe try to learn different techniques, but there's just something really nice though about it. Now you say that grinding is like the worst part, but it's also the most satisfying because you go from what is not a knife to what is a knife by the end of the grind, you know, like now you have, now it looks like a knife, you know? So
1: yeah, it's it's a magic moment. It's (laughs) It's true. I think. I think we all get really good at fixing mistakes yeah. and um, I'm coming to the point now where I'm, I'm realizing my mistakes in real time, mm-hmm. which, which is like a weird growth point, you know, because before yeah. you're, before you get to that point, you're like doing experiments, you know, yeah. you're experimentally learning. You're like, if I do this, what happens? And then you look and you're like, Oh, that's right. fucked up. And then, you know, and, <laughs> but now i've gotten to the point where i'm so fluid in grinding yep. that i notice like oh i'm touching both sides of the belt at the same time so it's like digging in mm-hmm. two and in, two inches forward when it's not supposed to and your lines are going to get all screwed up you know or uh, things like that uh jeremy Ballabal and i we me him and noah all have a group chat and he was asking me about my grinds one day mm. and he's like they're very clean and i was like well the amount of time you've spent learning how to grind and forge I've spent solely learning how to grind. Right. And you know, so it's a, you know, it's a natural progression. If, if we're both three, four years in, that means, you know, he's only a year and a half amount of time on, on both. Um, So a lot of guys I think should uh, not beat themselves up so much about it. Um, And some, you know, I mean, I'm not afraid to hurt myself either. I'm very reckless. (laughs) Like like when I, when I grind off a work rest, so the, the spine of the knife usually rests on the work rest. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I first started doing that, I would wrap my index fingers around the platen and pinch the back of the platen. Yeah. Yeah. And pinch the blade to the platen. Um, but I, I stopped that just seemed (laughs) too much. You know, I'm like, I can, I can figure this out a safer way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that when I'm, you know, working on like a plunge line. I'll kind of rest my finger on the back just, to, you know, in those like little moments where you want complete control. But yeah, that's that's a little that's risky.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. I was have just a, a funny little uh uh note. I was looking back through your Instagram today and I like looking through some pictures and stuff and then I just decided to like scroll all the way back to the beginning and your very first post. Was on October seventh, uh, twenty eighteen, which oh, is wow. Devin's birthday. Oh so, no way! <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, that's cool. This wow. is a picture of you with a grinding mask on, and then like the next post was like some knives, and and I think your your comment was like, uh, you know, when you when you want something but you can't buy it. You know, and I was like, that's perfect. Like, right. that's, you know, that's the maker mentality. That's the maker switch. That's what <laughs> Dev and I talk that. about, you know, like when you, it's... you go, you go from a point in your life where you're looking at things and you're just like, Oh, I'll buy those things that I need. And then eventually you're like, Oh, maybe I can make it. And then all of a sudden that's flip is switched. You know, it's like Switches switch is flipped. flipped. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll start making stuff instead. Cool. I think, uh, you're like what you talked about with like growing up with a bunch of different guys that were like teaching you different stuff along the way. Um, our dad was kind of always like that as well. Like he was, he was definitely like a hands-on guy always like he had a lot of different friends that were all just in the different, like, you know, um, different trades and stuff. So we had like, you know, his best friends an electrician and we, and my dad was a landscaper for a long time. And then he was also a general contractor and, you know, like did all sorts of stuff. So we were always just like, it was always that mindset of like, you know, my dad was always like, we'll make it. You know like we don't need to, or yeah let's just or get somebody else who can help you do it it was like so i think that's uh <laughs> that was cool i was like solid beginning i was like oh, that's perfect with a perfect mindset yeah. like I hey, you know i can't afford it i can't buy it so maybe i'll try to make it <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, that's crazy that was five years ago so yeah. and i was probably making i don't know maybe nine months to a year when i started my instagram because yeah. when i fir- when i first started it was ryan coakley my my normal facebook page and then i when i realized i wanted to like i guess have a brand i hate that word but like have a brand um i deleted that page and started a new one Mm -hmm. so wow that must have been like five almost six years ago that's crazy i didn't realize i'd been doing it that long (laughs) that's cool man
0: that's like uh, that's we um talk about occasionally like we started uh the art of craftsmanship our channel in early 2017 february 2017 and um we you know have gone far enough into it and have like enough it, it, we started it when i guess knife making on youtube was kind of smaller like now it's really really blown up but a lot of people who are you know knife makers now have like we've been around long enough that people have started knife making And have gotten into it full time because they watched our channel, which is just like really cool. So you know, you eventually get to a point where people are like, Oh yeah, I start I looked at your stuff and I got inspiration from the beginning. You're like, that doesn't seem that long ago. (laughs) You know, that's crazy. (laughs) So you're so good now. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool though. All right. Um, so you know, we like to finish up the episode with a uh with recommendations. So uh dev, do you have a recommendation this week?
2: Yeah, I'll start up with a weird one, just so there's no pressure on Ryan. Right. Um, <laughs> last night, I fell asleep. Let me try to pull it up. <laughs> Good start to to YouTube, like like sometimes I do. Yeah. Um, Epic I history, did. Epic History TV. Um, okay. It's just a history YouTube channel, and the uh, Napoleonic Wars. Um, I was watching that because the trailer for the new napoleon movie ridley mm. scott and uh joaquin phoenix as napoleon. yeah so oh, cool. cool so awesome yeah. so i was like you know i'm gonna uh you know touch up on my napoleonic wars info, and it's great <laughs> like they just go through all the battles and they have a map of where everyone moves and stuff it's just so well fun. Uh, that's so cool, i lot. don't know if you if you got a, how long is this one it was really <laughs> long. i mean i fell asleep but i was still I still like it <laughs> oh well, that's nice. three and a half hours. It's a lot, but it's in parts. Yeah, dang. But you can watch. They he tells you every movement of every general and where they fought in Spain and Russia, and it's really great. That's crazy. <laughs>
0: but uh, I um, I have a poster in my classroom that has um, Napoleon? it's like, what's that?
2: Napoleon. Uh, it
0: has. It's got like all of the different eras from you know, like. Th- I don't know, eight, six or 7,000 BC up until nine. And who are all the like significant people in the different times. Mm-hmm. And so it's just cool to see all those overlaps. You know, you don't think about who was aligned at those times, but it's cool to see like Napoleon in that time. And I've also seen a, uh, a map of, it shows like, I think it was like the amount of troops he had and the time he was going over the Alps and how the like number went down as the days went on and stuff. Like I've seen all sorts of funky stuff, but that's cool.
2: Uh, i also uh, just to, like yeah i was watching um i mean he was in russia why he had generals in spain and then england was pushing in through spain and just stuff you don't think of it was after our revolution obviously france had theirs and did their whole thing and then it's like i mean spain was a battlefield for like five six years just mm-hmm. insane every town was burned back and forth by mm-hmm. each side you know like retreating it was a mess that's crazy. Very
4: interesting.
0: <laughs> um, another funny thing you said—you like fell asleep watching YouTube. I was in my bedroom the other night, and like I'll, I'll usually go to bed and like play on my phone for a few minutes or whatever while I'm just laying there. And uh, I I woke up at like five fifteen in the morning when it was getting light out, and I had my phone sitting on my chest. <laughs> so I had fallen asleep and it sat on my chest all night. I just laid on my back all night without moving. <laughs> I was like, damn. <laughs> I took it off and set it next to me and turned on my side.
2: <laughs> I will say when you fall asleep to YouTube videos, the, the weird like progression of where it goes sometimes is odd.
0: Yeah, you're right. Exactly. You, you'll fall
2: asleep to Napoleon-like I? wars, and then it'll be like, you wake up three hours later, it's like inside a fighter jet over Ukraine. You're like, what's going on? i gotta sleep
0: how'd i get here
2: why am i in ukraine all
0: right (laughs) ryan you have a recommendation
1: for the listeners for like a tv show anything somebody somebody you like a shout
2: out somebody you like that's usually what it normally is i just i don't have as many of those so i come up with tv shows (laughs) and
1: stuff i mean it uh if we're going with tv shows i just finished watching the righteous gemstones
2: Uh, yeah it's pretty
1: good it's pretty hilarious it's like yellowstone meets joel (laughs) olstein and danny mcbride is in it um oh man (laughs) for shout outs uh, i gotta shout out my other podcast Bro Down showdown i gotta shout out noah bloomberg of the ending at river forge my co-host on the hustle and grind podcast um how often
0: do you and your brother do uh bro down
1: showdown uh it comes out every Saturday. Gotcha. And he he went to college he's a tattoo artist now, but he went to college for graphic design. Oh. And so every episode we do a movie poster.
0: Oh nice. Cool. <laughs> I just so, haven't seen those are great. Yeah, The, uh
1: he did Karate Kid was the first one. Um then he with did, your
0: face all over it. Yeah, both of our faces. He always oh, nice.
1: uh he did Terminator two, <laughs> Apollo 13. Sweet. Last week was E.T. and I was E.T.
4: <laughs> he
1: gets super creative with it. We were going to do half-baked, but we couldn't figure. Like, neither one of us dared to be Dave Chappelle. So <laughs> right. we, we abandoned that one. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, I don't think Chappelle would care, but everybody else might. Yeah, right. Uh, exactly. No. Um, uh, so, yeah, that, he's uh, lunchbox underscore tattoo on Instagram. That's gotcha. my brother, Richie. Sweet. And, um, do not listen to that show if you're sensitive.
4: <laughs>
1: or, nice. like, don't mind following. We It's the down Showdown. We just riff off each other for an hour, two hours sometimes, <laughs> you know. Great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. All right. Cool. Sweet. Um, so my recommendations, I have uh, two. And the first is uh, Top Gun Maverick because I just yeah. watched that for the first time. I've been wanting to watch it since it came out, and it was awesome. Super good. Um, my, my wife is kind of, like, iffy about it, and so there have been a few times in the last, like, six months where I was, like, you know, the evening, I'm like, yeah, let's watch a movie. You want to watch, you know, want to watch Maverick? And she was like, eh, I don't really care. Not really. So we watched something else. So i'm home alone during the week this week and last week because my daughter's at camp and it's summertime so i'm a teacher so i've been watching a few different movies and i watched that and it is so good
4: Mm, so
0: check that one out and my uh the second recommendation is not exactly a recommendation but a um it is a recommendation i want people to check out um dennis tyrell and um uh chad um what's chad's last name i can't remember off the top of my head um But they worked together, collaborated to make a knife um, to raise some money for uh, Bob Rankin, whose uh, son took his life, he's a Navy veteran. And so they're raising some money um, by making a knife and the knife is super cool. Um, I'm not gonna go a ton into it right now because uh, we're gonna have uh, Chad and Dennis on next week to talk about the process and what they did and um, what you can do to um, check out, you you know, buy tickets and you know do whatever you need to do to help pitch in but you can check out um dennis tyrell and um oh man I'm, i feel bad because uh it's um summit and c smithing is uh chad's instagram and then uh, tyrell knife works is dennis's so you can check out both of them and they have some information about um the the fundraiser for that so uh, but check in with us next week and we're going to have both on chatting about it and get some more information. Cause it's super cool. They used all sorts of really cool uh, materials from different historical U S things like Navy and George Washington wood and uh, super cool stuff. So um, check that out. And then uh, if you want to help out and buy some tickets or buy stickers, there's things you can do to uh, enter into the raffle or whatever it is for the, the knife they're working on. I think they've got two knives, but um, again we'll get some more information next week so <laughs> and
1: cool uh, dennis All is right. going to be on the hustling grind not this weekend but next weekend nice yeah. and this weekend we got <laughs> tobias hangler
0: oh right on sweet um yeah so we're, we're uh, i know we talked we you know we've shouted a couple times but tell the uh listeners where they can find you ryan um on social media wherever and your podcast and stuff
1: uh instagram ryan Chadbourne knife works one word um, I have Facebook too, but I'm, I never post to Facebook usually. No. And we've got the hustle and grind podcast, which is on all major audio platforms and YouTube and the bro down showdown podcast, which is just two guys fooling around for an hour. Nice. <laughs> and that's on all. We're not doing video yet. Richie's too much of a, a princess to do like rough <laughs> videos, So we're just doing audio right now.
4: <laughs>
0: he's like Devin. He's like, if we're gonna do it, it's gotta look good.
1: <laughs> oh, dude, we had done two episodes of the Bro Down, and he's like, "This is it. This is all we're doing for the rest of our lives." And he went out and bought like fifteen hundred bucks worth the podcast equipment. <laughs> oh, <And> was, <laughs> nice. he's a tattoo artist. He makes crazy good money. So to him, it was oh, right. nothing. But I'm like, Jesus, man! I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, <laughs> I got a, I'm, I got a twenty dollar microphone on my laptop. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds just as good. <laughs> nice. You guys record in the shop. He actually has a studio set up next to the tattoo shop. Oh, nice! Right on. So he just rented out this thousand square foot, like office <laughs> space next to the tattoo shop. His wife's a realtor, so oh. it's it's her office. It's his gym because he's a workout freak. Yeah. And like he coined the phrase, "If you ain't fit, you ain't shit." And I was like, "Well, I guess your brothers ain't shit because all three of us are fat." I don't know, what to talk, you know. Nice. Uh, so yeah, they it's a tax write-off for them, and it gives us a studio. And like uh, we watched nice. the U- the UFC pay-per-view there this weekend. So uh, right on, yeah, nice. It's cool.
0: You have uh, three cool. brothers total. All
1: right, yeah, few, four of you there's four of us uh they're not my blood brothers but there's okay. as, they're as close as we could possibly be right. they they know me better than my own family does you know what i mean like yeah yeah like i i grew up i was the only male in the household you know what i mean okay. so like i had yeah. i had an older sister and my mom and yeah. so i never had a brother so i just found four of them or three of them nice and, yeah we're like (laughs) our only friends now we've known each other we've been we've been friends for 25 years so right on you know that's since we were (laughs) we
0: we little lads
1: yes since we were wee ones
0: (laughs) nice all right cool well uh thank you guys all so much for listening ryan awesome man thanks for joining us it's been a blast yeah thanks Um, for
1: having me on i i've been wanting to come on for a long time
0: yeah, man, it's great. It was fun. It's fun chat with you. And like, it's fun to get you, get to know you better because Devin was like, he was, we were kind of chatting beforehand. He's like, well, you know, what's some information about Ryan? I was like, I don't know. I don't really know him all that well. You know, like, <laughs> I know, I know him through Instagram, we're but other find than that, you know, like, yeah, we'll just chat. We'll keep going and we'll kind of talk. And then now we'll know each other better. It'd be cool. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and
1: if you want to dive even deeper, uh, I did two episodes of WFI2 with B. cone Oh, uh, right on. A while nice. back.
2: Sweet. Oh, what yeah. my, my one came out on fourth of July. Oh, did it? Which, which I totally yeah. forgot about. And I was like, wait, I had one I think it's said fourth of uh, July and I, didn't, I never, you know, didn't post anything or anything, but Nice. I mean, it was weird. <laughs> it was weird. And nice. I mean he was cool <laughs> and beacon's great. It was just yeah. going to do one by myself. He does an yeah.
1: excellent job of steering that conversation. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, you he's know what, what I mean?
2: Great, good good uh good podcaster interviewer for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he puts. I think. I think he puts like you know just the right amount of work into it. You know, he's like yeah. excited about it, and he's like, you know, that's cool. Yeah, he did a good job with it. Yeah. All right, everybody, uh, make sure you head over to YouTube. That's where all, all the stuff is going. Uh, that's where we try to send people back to. Check out our new videos. We'll have our new uh, new uh, Blade Show video coming out shortly, so you can find that. Let us know what yeah. you think. Yeah, hopefully,
2: make it's sure. when you're or at lunchtime on Friday, hopefully. Uh, all right
0: nice so if you're listening keep your eye out today might be out (laughs) and uh if you're going to be up in uh, pennsylvania at the friends on the farm uh, event this weekend hopefully we'll see you there pop in say hey and say to let us know you listen to the podcast and uh, if you want to support us further you can also head over to patreon.com forward slash theater craftsmanship and support us there uh we just actually bought some new gear for the channel with that money and like we always say all that money goes right back into the channel and definitely does so we pulled well, some money out and bought a
2: whole, whole second camera.
0: Woo. New camera. Yeah. So I was, I was like, can, you know, should that money pay for tools in the shop and we'll split it? That's all art of craftsmanship stuff, right? You, you can pay,
2: <laughs> your half can pay for your. Uh, your okay.
0: Shop. And then your half pays for the camera.
2: No. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, see, now we have two cameras. So if you want one, you can have one. we'll talk about this they off can the, off the show. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, Devin, it's always a pleasure. Ryan, it was a blast, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Everybody else, thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.